Princess Rise for their Majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Hi guys, welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Lisa Ryan. And I'm Caitlin Menza. And it's your time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. I don't terrible. know why it got so that was, deep. That was terrible. <laughs> Should I restart this it? This is how I like to support you by telling you when things when things went badly. Okay, hold on. Hey guys, welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Lisa Ryan. And I'm Caitlin Menza. And it's your time for your weekly update on all the royal news you need to know. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review. And as we've been saying, we love your reviews. Love those reviews. As long as they're positive. <laughs> Small thing to ask. And also, if you have any royal questions, please email them to info at gallerypodcast.com. That's G-A-L-L-E-R-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S.com. We're working on the song to make that easier to spell. I know. There just needs to be like a button we press, then suddenly it says it. Because when I have yeah. to think about spelling, it gets really bad. Yeah, it's not hard. Info at gallerypodcasts.com. Yes. Okay. And so this week, we have a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, Megan and Harry went to the theater. They went outside. They're back. They're back. Woo. And we have a rather amusing and not depressing Thomas Markle update. That's really hard to come by. So it's, I'm, I'm going to, I'll see. Yeah. And we have some information on how you can see Megan Markle's wedding dress. No big deal. Yeah. And then, of course, um, August 31st is the anniversary of Princess Diana's death. So at the end of the episode, we have and reminiscing. Nice, yeah, we're just going to talk about it and yeah. think Happy about it. stuff, though. Yes, we, we want to have a happy episode, so <laughs> we're not going to cry. And, in fact, we're going to cheers right now because we are drinking today as our royal refreshment. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. A peach bellini. Yeah, which was Diana's favorite drink. And so we made them and... Cheers. Cheers. And while we sip on our bellinis uh let's quickly get into a listener email yes um mary emailed us with the subject uh crown prince frederick and princess mary of denmark asking do you ever cover these royals could be good it's very succinct succinct to the point yes and i mean we should i mean we have a succinct answer i think which is you know our our aim is the british royals Mm -hmm. you know like most of the world um the english-speaking world in particular we are captivated specifically by the british royals um i follow a couple of royal accounts that are non-british namely the danes and the swedes um because they just have really cute kids i'm honestly really swayed by cute children can i tell you something please so i did my ancestry.com dna recently and I thought it was going to say I was like half British, half German. Uh-huh. But it turns out I'm 36% Scandinavian. Oh, that makes sense. Yes. So maybe I'm related to this family. Well, then we really have to start talking about yeah. that. Yeah. So we'll do some digging and we'll we'll address them soon sometime. Yes. Not today, but yeah. we will. Yeah. I would love to hear any other recommendations for, for cute royals to follow. Yeah. They have such a great family. And um, Mary's from Australia, I believe. Yeah. I want to say that we look for um, depth and caring in our royals, but really what I am personally looking for is uh, cute kids, good style, 
She has great clothes. We see yeah. them in the Instagrams that we follow. Yeah, style. Um, and yes, if they happen to be doing good things for the world, I appreciate that. Oh, and drama. I remember the Spanish Royals had some drama in like June. Oh my gosh, it was it was like mother and granddaughter or yeah. mother and grandmother. Yeah, it was the, type drama. It was so weird, but I yeah, loved it. It was it was interesting. I love all that stuff. So you know, that's me. Okay, I'm a little catty. I want fashion and drama. So sue me. I like to say I'm not catty, but I think that I might be. I might be. Um, well, actually, that's a good transition to uh, This Week in Royal History. And now, This Week in Royal History. We have two, um, you know, obviously very dark Diana moments. The final week of August, um, she passed away this week in 1997. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but she also, her divorce was finalized August 28th, 1996 from Prince Charles. Um, so those are, again, they're both darker moments, but we're going to talk about the divorce for a second because in in researching this a little bit, there was a bunch I, I wasn't aware of. I mean, maybe this is really common knowledge for um, some of our listeners who lived through it or were a little older in the 90s, but I was just a little kid, so I think I was missing a lot of the intricacies of this. Educate me. Educate me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so first of all, you know, they separated three years before that, um, and obviously the drama of them cheating on each other uh, – was in was public knowledge far before that. So mm-hmm. they divorced in 1996 officially, but it had been a very long time coming. Um, and so the divorce played out for a couple of months, like the actual divorce proceedings, because it sounds like they were fighting over you know the usual things, money and title. Well, I guess most divorced couples aren't fighting over whether or not you can retain your royal title. But oh, I absolutely <laughs> will be in my future divorce because I will be marrying a royal. But uh, Diana was stripped of her royal highness, which apparently had never happened before, probably because British royals weren't getting divorced before this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, she was allowed to keep Princess of Wales, but they took the HRH from her title, um, which was a big issue. It also meant that she would have to curtsy to her own children. Um, so awkward. Yeah, and to her ex and ex-in-laws. Oh my God, imagine having to curtsy to, to your, your ex. ex. I know. <laughs> your ex who humiliated you publicly for for yeah. years and years and years. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I it's not even. it's not great. Um but she as part of the um the divorce decree like she was still allowed to live in the palace. She was still allowed to go to royal functions. Um at least they said that they would allow her to do that. Um you know, which she did. She certainly did charity work that was not necessarily on behalf of the royals and not official engagements, but she continued some of their relationships with charities that she had had while she was married. And again, she could live there and she opted instead of alimony checks to take a lump sum. The lump sum was $22.5 million in cash. In cash. <laughs> exactly. That was exactly my reaction as well. Um, so You're like, oh, after taxes? After what's taxes? It gonna be? No, no, no. It, it is exactly that. Yeah. And she was still, of course, living in the palace. So like she didn't have any real... She wasn't allowed to use the jet, but... It's not a bad situation. <laughs> and who knows if she had lived longer, maybe she would have moved out. If she had remarried, that might have changed some of the decree. Um, but as it as it is sort of frozen in time, that's what she was allowed. Um, so we're, I'm, what I read was the New York Times announcement about this step. But uh, I want to quote from a couple of things because I, it's a really good chronicle of what happened related to the divorce. But 
it is hella misogynistic. Um, I hate to criticize the New York Times um, because they're getting enough of that right now. And this is from 1996. But um, they talk <laughs> about how, like, of course, when they got married, it was a fairy tale and blah, blah, blah. Tens of millions of people watched it on TV. But then it talks about how they were completely ill-suited from the beginning. Um, the couple had few common interests. Charles loved horses, his garden, and discussions about philosophy, while the princess adored fancy clothes, listening to pop music on her Walkman, and telephone gossip. <gasps> I know. <laughs> I know. How grotesque is that? Although I'm not going to lie, that described me as a preteen. I mean, she was 20 when they got married, yeah. so like, what the heck? I, sure, she liked telephone gossip. Can you imagine being like, what are your hobbies? What are you into on a first date? Oh, I'm into telephone gossip. I'm at the stage in my life where if someone calls me, I'm like, why are you calling me? Who's dead? Yeah. Why are you mad at me? What is the purpose of this Yeah, call? I actually hate telephone gossip. I like brunch gossip. I like podcast gossip. I love podcast gossip when yeah. it comes from you or me. <laughs> I love group text <laughs> gossip, but like telephone gossip, gross. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was like a weird little jab uh, from the New York Times and of course there's you know rereading this it's upsetting because a lot of it is speculation about what will come next from Diana but obviously not much came next Um, but so yeah they were divorced um, 22 years ago Mm -hmm. this week well let's talk about a happier marriage because uh, Megan and Harry recently had their first 100 days of being married, which is kind of funny. Like you think of like, you know, the president's first 100 (laughs) days in office, what happens? But of course with Megan and Harry, people are like, first 100 days, what happened? And Yeah, they're still married. Yeah, they're still married. They still seem super happy. To sort of commemorate those first 100 days, Kensington Palace announced that they're gonna put their wedding outfits on display. At Windsor. Yeah. We got to get ourselves to Windsor. Is the Windsor Tourism Board listening? Seriously, does someone want to send them the link to this podcast? Because we don't know (laughs) who to reach out to. Or should we just at Windsor? At Windsor. We'd like to come. Um, Yeah. So they announced it. This has been like sort of rumored for a little bit. But they are putting um, Megan's dress and her veil, the one with all the embroidery and everything with the flowers from every single country in the Commonwealth, all that stuff. Um, it will be at Windsor Castle, as along with her diamond and platinum tiara that the queen lent her. No big deal. Um, and there will also be a replica of Prince Harry's outfit. I'm not completely sure why we get the original Meghan Markle dress, but only a replica of Prince Harry's. Is it because it was vaguely... Oh, my God. My new theory. Okay, I know that he changed into the tux for mm-hmm. the private reception. But what if... And I'm only saying this completely out of speculation with absolutely no proof. Sure, sure, sure. No evidence, nothing. This is all, I hate the term, but like fake news. I'm making this up. Yeah. What if he did too many shots of Casamigos ah. before he headed over to the mm-hmm. reception mm-hmm. and he spilled tequila all over it and he had to get it washed? Uh, I would go. I would get to Windsor even faster if I knew that, that, that his royal wedding outfit reeked of tequila. Yeah. So don't go spreading that rumor. It is just something I created right now. It's completely plausible. But I believe it. It's an educated guess. Yes, that's that's what it is. That's what it is. You're it's educated about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll have to test it, et cetera. I remember that part of science. Um, so yeah, it'll be on display. Megan's wedding outfit will be on display at Windsor Castle from October 26th, 2018 till January um, as part of an exhibition called A Royal Wedding, The Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Not the most creative of titles, but I forgive you. Um, and then if you can't make that, it's going to move over to Edinburgh and it'll be at the Palace of Holyrood House, which I actually visited earlier this year. 
from June 13th, 2019 to October 6th. We get it, Caitlin. You're well traveled. <laughs> uh, I literally, this was before so the podcast started, and I went to Scotland and I went to Holyrood House, and there's a really funny picture of. Um, Prince Harry there wearing a kilt as a little boy. He's like four and he's making a goofy face and it's like blown up on the wall. Oh my And I gosh. took a picture of it because even before this podcast, obviously I was royally obsessed and the picture is just so cute. Um, so yeah, we could all, let's all go. Guys, let's go. Field yeah, trip. Field trip. Class trip. We're going to go to Windsor in the fall and Edinburgh in the spring. Perfect. Simple. Easy. Exciting. Yeah. Megan and Harry went to the theater Yes. Today, actually, on Wednesday, they saw Hamilton, and she was Megan was chatting with Lin Manuel Miranda, sitting next to him. Yes, looking happy as a clam. Yes, and um, oh my gosh, total theater nerd, as you pointed out to me. Yeah, there were pictures of um, Kensington Palace released tweeted out photos of her, of course, like meeting um, Lin Manuel and his wife and chatting, and then they took they showed a picture from the audience as she's sitting next to him and she's smiling like it actually looks like her lips are touching her ears she's so excited yeah even was, though she's seen Hamilton multiple times she double majored in theater so of course it makes sense yeah she's like a Northwestern theater geek shout out to Northwestern which I didn't attend but a lot of my friends did yeah and then we also saw um, a royal reporter um, tweeting that Megan was heard saying that the character of King George the third had like quite a different reaction with British people than American people. Yeah, so there was funny. a tiny little video that I th- I want to say Kensington Palace released, but some it's very easily accessible on the internet. So go find it because it's pretty cute. But you can actually hear Megan making small talk with Lynn Manuel, and she's like, "Oh, you know, people there's a different reaction to the King George jokes with a British audience and an American audience." Yeah, there must be. I mean, I do think it's so cute that they saw Hamilton, and especially because Hamilton is about the American Revolution and it's so funny that she the American I don't know if she was the she wasn't the first American to marry in was she oh first I can think of first that was scholar other than like Wallace Simpson yeah anyway I'm and sure we know how that went yeah yeah so she's the first since we've been alive <laughs> that is good <laughs> all reference comes from when when we were born and we were born the same year so that's yeah. all that matters but okay one thing that I so this is what Caitlin and I need to talk out. Yeah. So Megan showed up to the event in a tuxedo dress by Judith and Charles, which is a Canadian brand. Yes. It's like kind of a short dress. Mm-hmm. You know, she's, I think the Daily Mail, as it does, described her as leggy. Yeah. Well, because her legs were out. Yeah. And I liked it. I mean, I thought it was like interesting. I, I could <laughs> never wear it because I do not have those sorts of legs. Like yeah. my my weight goes to my thighs and my hips, so that is most, not a dress for me. Most humans don't have those kinds of legs. So, okay, so talking it out, um, which is our <laughs> way of saying, like, I don't want to just deliver this judgment, but it's not my favorite. I thought it was, like, a, a little short, mm-hmm. a little short. And then she's sitting, you know, she's at an event where she's be, she's going to be sitting, and it's, like, a tight little suit dress, and I'm just like, that's going to ride up so much. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But I guess when your legs look like that, doesn't matter. That's true. It act, you know what it actually reminded me of? Um, Allie McBeal. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, talk of. about a throwback. <laughs> so, Caitlin and I, we are in constant contact, as we've told you. We are obviously hosting a podcast <laughs> together. We are G chatting, we are Instagram DMing, we are Twitter texting. DMing, texting, sometimes talking on the phone when mm-hmm. one of us is in a crisis. Yeah. Usually me. But, mm-hmm. um, true. But we were G chatting earlier, and 
we were obviously having a disagreement where I was like, I like it. And Caitlin's like, eh. <laughs> oh my God, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly That's what it. it was. And I was like, we need to ask Elizabeth Holmes. Yes. Because she's the person that we trust who will tell us like, this is right and this is wrong. Yeah, we don't trust ourselves. And I feel, de- I feel uncomfortable like decreeing that the dress was bad. So I feel really happy that we can speak to a former Washington or a Wall Street Journal fashion correspondent and ask her to give us an opinion. Yes. So she sent us a statement via Instagram (laughs) DM, which is incredibly sweet of her because she's so busy. So um, Elizabeth Holmes, who, first of all, if you don't follow her yet, you have to follow her. Her handle is E Holmes. That's Mm E-H-O-L-M-E-S. She delivers her, uh, quote unquote, so many thoughts. That's the The um, franchise. franchise. So every time Megan or Kate wears like a notable outfit, she will comment on it. So anyway, this is what Elizabeth said to us. I think she looks hot. I don't think we've seen her play the hot card since becoming an official royal. Also, the brand thanked her in an Instagram post and tagged Jess Mulroney, which says everything. This look is so Jess Mulroney. Also, I very much hope she stood up at the point of Hamilton that said, immigrants, we get the job done because with Kate MIA, she is single-handedly carrying the royal family these days. Nice. Wow. Good one. I love that. That's a great response. So yeah, yeah, everyone go follow Elizabeth because she will tell you what you need to know about fashion and we will continue to ask her <laughs> to <laughs> yeah. tell us what we need to know about fashion. But I think she's right. I mean, it's a hot look. Yeah, she's looking good. Yeah, it's very sexy. I mean, it's like great because it's a suit. You know, it's like still very buttoned up and serious. Um, yeah, it was it was sexy. Yeah, approve. But in a non-sexy way, but something that still pertains to their marriage. Uh-oh. Okay, to me, some may say that having a wedding, being married, Moving in together is like the ultimate sign of commitment. Yes. But to me, the ultimate sign of commitment is getting a dog together. Oh, yes. I wasn't completely sure where that was headed. Because but... I'm trying to say like not sexy because like a dog's <laughs> not sexy. But so anyway, Megan and Harry got a puppy. Yeah. They got a Labrador. Um, we don't really know much about. That's all we got. Dog. We don't we don't have a name yet. Um, but this is always like, I mean, almost as if she's a pre- like they're presidential. It's like a step that you take, you know, not if you're Donald Trump. But most sort of leaders are like, okay, well now I'm in office, so I'm gonna get a dog so that everybody in the country likes me more. Yeah. You know, like so. Sunny, Sunny Obama. Yeah, Sunny, all that kind of stuff. So we have, uh, I was like, what was the Clinton dog that I grew up with, Socks? Something like I can't, that. I can't remember if that was the cat or the dog. I didn't live in America yet, so I don't <laughs> have to know. I'm almost positive it was Socks. Anyway, the point is when Kate and William got married, they had Lupo and still have Lupo. As we've said in the past, justice Where? for Lupo. Where's Lupo? We haven't seen Lupo in years. So we hope Lupo is safe and sound and living an awesome royal life. Um, but they, yeah, they got a black cocker spaniel. It appeared in the pr- first few Prince George photos and then never again. Um, but that was cute, you know, a cocker spaniel ball things and these two got a golden what did you say golden labrador retriever yeah um so i'm excited to see that dog appear if it ever will i wonder if it's named after hamilton that would be great though if it were any sort of then it would be an american founding father name might be a little controversial interesting i know i know so megan is a dog person as we know and her previous dogs um she has a rescue beagle named guy and then I want to say she has an, I don't have it here, but she had another dog with a goofy Bogart. Name. Bogart, yes. Oh, right, right. How could I forget? <laughs> How could I forget? That might be our producer's last name. That's why. <laughs> Bogart the dog, which she gave away. And then Guy is the rescue beagle that she kept. Although in her defense, Bogart was quite old and 
couldn't travel to the UK, and yeah. so she gave him with to a family friend. And Guy is the one that rode with the Queen to Windsor. That's so <laughs> cute. Um, but okay, notably not a corgi. Um, so that's fine. That'd be too copycat. They're they're going their own way. Yes, with a lab. And then, actually, I was going to say something really mean. I'll just do a really blunt transition instead of being mean. We have a Thomas Markle update. (laughs) He is a miserable, horrible person. Yes. I say that with no hyperbole. (laughs) I genuinely believe it and mean it. So what makes this story lighter is that it doesn't directly involve him. So um, Megan's on-screen dad, Wendell Pierce, um, who was her dad on Suits, has decided to, he did an interview where someone wisely asked him about Thomas Markle. What else would you ask anyone about? (laughs) Um, So he said in this interview um, with The Telegraph, if you care about Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex, then that should be first and foremost in your mind before you say anything. If you love your daughter, just love your daughter. It's not for public consumption. Beautiful. Yeah, we love her, but publicly. But she's not our daughter. Yeah, just beautiful. I just think it's really, I mean, as always, I have to note that the Suits cast has handled this beautifully. Like every step of the way. Oh, they have completely. Yeah, they've really shown, not that I like expected anything less, but each of them has been both really fun in the ways they like Instagram from the wedding, um, but never like exploitative or anything like that. And I thought this interview was really cute. Well, you want to know why? Why? Because they filmed in Canada. (laughs) So they're all, they have the Canadian politeness. You are American now, Lisa. (laughs) You have a citizenship. It's too late. I have two citizenships. (laughs) Don't brag. It's a a tough time here. I might need to marry you. Anyway, um, yeah, so I just thought that was really cute. It's the best way we could possibly talk about Thomas Markle. Mm -hmm. And we also have a quick little update on The Crown, the show that we're absolutely dying to see. We were hoping it was going to come out around the holidays in December so that we can just hole up and not do anything but watch it. But we have no idea. No idea. They won't tell us. They refuse to give the date. And honestly... Netflix, I need it to be December because I can't get through the holidays otherwise. Mm -hmm. Just, okay, a quick plea. Anyway, the news. Yes. Um, And so it turns out that Gillian Anderson of The X-Files is going to be playing Margaret Thatcher. What? Yeah. I genuinely do that as brand new information. We have a rundown. We have a rundown. Like, I have, I thought we were going to talk about the new prince philip guy well let's just say this one first i know no, well we'll get to them both but like that's that's you've shocked me yeah i didn't Isn't, know i think that's amazing she's such a great actress i've seen her in so many different things like I, I mean i remember seeing her in that movie the last king of scotland which was about um uganda and anyway that's a tangent it was a re- she's just a really talented yeah. actress so that's phenomenal but yeah then of course as you just said there was a new picture of the guy playing prince philip yes is Interesting name. Tobias Menzies. Are you making me say it? <laughs> well, it sounds like your name. It so. does. Sound, it actually, yeah, it's Menzies. It's like a cuter version of my name. It's like when I'm being, oh, Menzies. So cute. Um, this is so Menzies of you. So Menzies of me. So, yes. So, we he had already been cast. That's that's not the news. But uh, the, the Crown released uh, a still of him on set sort of in his you know, in a Prince Philip costume. So they've been doing this a little bit. They've been like every two or three weeks, they've released a, a still from the set. But Caitlin, the day that the picture came out, you sent me and our producer, Matt, a message. And you're like, well played, Matt Smith. Because the same day oh, yeah, that's true. news came out that Matt Smith, who played Prince Philip, younger yeah. version, 
got cast in Star Wars. Yeah. So it was sort of like, okay. I mean, this. well, first, so the way they have chosen to do The Crown on Netflix is that every two seasons they will replace all the major cast members. Um, the the creator whose name is currently escaping me, don't kill me, I've watched all of his work. Something Morgan. Uh-huh, Peter maybe? Um, he has said that he doesn't like the idea of aging up the actors, so he would rather uh, recast them every two years, which I like. I don't, I think, yeah, a lot of like makeup would be distracting and very sad to put on beautiful Claire Foy, beautiful Victoria Kirby, so those actors are all now done and starting with season three Peter, Peter Morgan, Morgan. Okay, I googled thank it. god I googled uh, it. thank you thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, so starting with season three they've recast all the royals so it's really exciting to imagine them in all these these roles and so we got to see a little glimpse of Tobias um, so that's exciting and we also will get um, we don't have pictures of them yet but we have a new uh, Philip and Anne will be in this and they're both like sort of teenaged oh. at least based on the actor's age Interesting. Yeah. So, of course, we won't be getting any, like, people are always like, when are we going to get to Diana? I mean, we were just in the 60s, so, like, chill. But um, we're going to get teenaged or, you know, 20 years old-ish Charles and Anne. Oh, my God. Does that mean the Camilla times come in? I mean, they could definitely play it that way. Oh, my God. If they want to tease it, this could be a great place to tease it. I think what's great about The Crown, and I could go on and on, is how they do sort of slip those things in as if, like their little gifts to the audience sometimes Mm -hmm. little like throwaway lines or things that are like very foreboding if you know what's going to happen and I think that's always fun with a period piece like I can't think of actually any examples from the crown the only example I can think of is Titanic well not Titanic well like they're like it's so clear oh yeah that kind of thing or I was actually thinking Mad Men because I feel like Mad Men all the time would make jokes like in the first season or so um elizabeth moss peggy's character is looking for a new apartment on the upper east side and they're like plus that second new avenue subway is going to open any minute and then and then then your apartment's going to make be be like so much more expensive which is a joke to new yorkers because it never opened until it finally opened in 2017 um so that kind of thing or um roger's daughter when they they reveal her wedding invite and it's november 22nd 1963 so you know it's going to be ruined by um jfk's assassination you know, things like light things like that. But I do Super think the fun. I think the crown does that kind of thing. Um, so I wouldn't mind like a little teenage Camilla Parker Bowles pop up. That would be. It. We'll find out soon enough. But we don't know when because they mm-hmm. refuse to give us a date because they hate us. That's another thing I would love to do if they're listening. Netflix. If we could just like visit the crown set or be on it. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Guys and Dolls in high school. <laughs> I was in the chorus in the background. So Good God. So I, mean, I could also dance and sing on the crown <laughs> if you need me to. I know how to tap dance. Oh God, help us all. Um yeah, we could we could be we could be the maids in the background of the crown. I'd be fine with that. But you know, we'd we'd be speaking with a British accent and yeah. just like trying to get all the attention. We can't even sweep things in a British accent. We can't <laughs> We can't even be in the background of things with a British accent. But we know how to say Eugenie. We do. So there's that. So once the Eugenie years start. Yes. (laughs) Any other words that would be too challenged. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, I think it's on for Diana time. Yeah. Okay. Um, So as we said, of course, this week is the 21st uh, anniversary of her passing. So long. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's weird because, of course, we have memories of that. Yeah. Because Caitlin and I are the same age. Yeah. We're so young. Super young. We're so, so young. It's so crazy that we can even remember this. But I remember where I was when I found out that she died. 
she was just like such an iconic figure in our childhoods and yeah. um I mean I don't even know like how I saw her she was just kind of like the ideal person yeah That's, you know doing charity work just beautiful on the cover yeah. of all the magazines so eloquent and I kind yeah. of worshipped her as I'm sure you yes. did and so many other people did and I remember I was just like I was staying at a relative's place that night and um we were doing like a little camp out in the backyard even though it was like in suburban Toronto sure. and <laughs> so I and I couldn't sleep outside because I was too scared so I slept inside with all the adults and in the morning I remember my mom telling me that Princess Diana had died and I didn't understand I'm like how can somebody like that die like you can't yeah die and I yeah, I was actually also at a relative's. I was staying at my um, aunt and uncle's house, and we were having a big sleepover with my cousins. And I woke up before them, and I remember my dad telling me. And the way he phrased it was, say a prayer for Princess Diana. That's how he woke me up, which is really chilling in retrospect. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, oh, she passed away this morning. And yeah, to me, I was like, how could someone who is so essential to the universe? And I, you know, I was only 10, so it was really upsetting. And I also... She looked just like my mom. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. My mom um, is. Let's see why you're so beautiful. <laughs> okay. Thank you. No, my mom um, is a six foot tall blonde. Um, so not at all like me. Oh my God. <laughs> With blue eyes. How did that make you? It's confusing. It's Well, she married an Italian and thus I arrived. Um, okay. <laughs> but, um, but my mom had the same fluffy 90s hair, you know, like shorter blonde fluffy hair. Um, and she wore a lot of bike shorts as well that's like my memory because of course it was the 90s and she was doing a lot of aerobics oh so in my mind she sort of looked like her like big eyes fluffy blonde hair and it, it I think it definitely screwed me up in that way and of course like I don't remember watching the funeral per se but I have those images from such a long time ago of like the little kids following the you know the two boys following the casket and just brutal so anyway, we're gonna get to happier, the happier aspects. That's we we really wanted to keep this a happy uh, remembrance. So yes, we've gathered some of our all-time favorite memories. Yes. Okay. So you guys remember that iconic dance that she had with John Travolta at yes. the White House? I was doing some research and I saw a tabloid report. So take it with a grain of salt, but I love this. I saw that he wasn't her first pick for her her dance partner that night. She actually wanted to dance with Mikhail Brishnikov, who is a very famous ballerina or Ballerino? Ballerino. Ballet oh, dancer. Yes. And I don't know. Some people might know him now as uh, Carrie's Russian lover. Yeah. Alexander Petrovsky. Yeah. And I just thought that was really interesting. So she ended up having this amazing time and having this iconic dance, but it wasn't even the one she wanted. Yeah. There's like this great picture of him like sort of swirling her, which now there's just so many things that I compare to something like Kate Middleton, who, of course, is very like buttoned up. I can't imagine like I'm trying to think of a modern celebrity who would dance her around? I'm gonna go with Ansel Elgort. Um, excuse me, George <laughs> Clooney danced with both. Oh, that's right, Kate that's right. And Megan at yeah. the wedding reception we weren't invited to. Weirdly, well, that's why I can't picture it. Yeah, I honestly can't picture George Clooney swirling Meghan Markle around. I just can't. Um, with the Casamigos in here <laughs> with a shot glass. <laughs> um, but so some of my some of my personal favorite memories are like the other weird uh, celebrity moments. So one is that uh, in 91, when they were sort of hiding out from the paparazzi amidst like tampon gate, et cetera, like cheating issues, um, Diana stayed at Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's ranch in Colorado. Yeah, that's like what? It's so random. With the boys. With the boys. Like was she chatting with them? You, this was before texting. So she just like called up her pal, Goldie Hawn? 
Yeah, I think um, Kurt Russell talked about it on a talk show, and I think he was just like, yeah, she said she's having some issues with the paparazzi, and I was like, come on over. Yeah, sure. So they just went on over to Colorado. Yeah. Like, how would that even happen? So that, and then similarly with the idea of Princess Diana just calling people up, um, I think it was maybe last year or recently, um, uh, Cindy Crawford shared a memory on her Instagram. She posted a picture of herself and Diana, and she said that, you know, sort of in her heyday, like early 90s, Princess Diana called her, called Cindy herself and said, like, my sons are huge fans of yours. I would love to surprise them. And she, like, brought out all the the major models of the time, Naomi Campbell and Christy Turlington. And they, like, what a cool mom. And William talked about it later. Actually, yes. it was kind of recently that yeah. he talked about it. He was just like, it was so embarrassing. Yeah. He didn't know what to do. He was a 13-year-old boy. And, like, the top supermodels in the world were just in his home to, like, see him. And his mom knew what she was doing. That's why he and Harry always call her so naughty. Like, yeah. Because she was always teasing them, but, like, you know, in a loving way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So that's really cute. And um, then, of course, also there, um, there are so many different stories that, like, I could write entire books on. Mm-hmm. But, like, just quickly, like, I read that um, she used to sneak out of Kensington Palace with Freddie Mercury. And, like, one time she visited gay bars and people thought she was man. That's really cool. Like, dressed up like a man. Yeah. So she could blend in. Yeah. Like, it's so great. And then... Also, I saw this, um, I think it was on the Today Show website, but um, it said that Diana kind of had this tactic to cover her cleavage when she was getting out of dresses. I'm not dresses. Well, well. (laughs) getting out of cars. Sorry, the Prosecco and the Bellini and the peach puree, (laughs) it's all hitting. But anyway, she would kind of cover up her chest with her clutch as she got out. And that's kind of interesting to me because I think of you know that we talked about this a few weeks ago but like the whole concept of like wardrobe malfunction and taking pictures of women as they get out of cars i kind of think of that as like a yeah. more recent thing but obviously diana the most photographed woman in the world was dealing with that too and she didn't want people to get any like cleavage so- shots yeah. of her and so she would just hold her clutch and they um so she apparently called those bags the the small clutch bags her cleavage bags i think cleavage clutch sounds like a little cuter yeah. but i'll take it I take it's a good honestly we could all I mean no one's photographing me getting out of a cart yet but it's not a it's a bad not a bad idea yeah and then they're like oh remember when she wore the infamous revenge dress I mean I just love the concept of this which actually as you said I'm reminded of Beyonce's classic song Freakum Dress yes that's (laughs) That's that's basically what this is so it was right in the midst of um you know, like he had it was the same night that I guess Charles was confessing his Camilla Parker Bowles relationship in a documentary about his life. So no big deal. She had an event the same night and they were still married at this point. So she wanted to look amazing. like they were separated, but he was admitting that he had cheated. And so she had to go to an event that night. Like, how do, what do you possibly wear when your husband is on TV admitting that he cheated on you? Well, what you wear is an amazing, amazing dress. And then the quote from her former stylist, Anna Harvey, is she wanted to look like a million dollars, and she did. Yeah, it's really great. So it was dubbed the revenge dress, and it was kind of like an amazing moment. Um, Of course, there's so many other lovely... Lovely things to say about her. Um, she was a different royal in so many ways. She was incredibly honest with the press, which is probably why the um, the firm didn't like her very much, as she said herself. Um she talked and about it, her bulimia and how she, you know, had tried to like how she considered suicide. And she talked about all of this in the press. She was, you know, very open about her mental health struggles, which is a a, a topic that her sons are still very interested in today. 
And I just wanted to point out, you just called it the firm. And I don't know if everybody knows this, but mm-hmm. that is what the royals refer to, the royal family, yeah. the firm. <laughs> yes. And she and she sort of said in that famous Martin Bashir interview that she would keep fighting. Um, I won't go quietly. That's the problem. I'll fight till the end. Um, I'm a great believer that you should always confuse the enemy. <laughs> the enemy being her in-laws. Oh, my God. Ooh. I wish I had an enemy to confuse. Yes. I also want to just quickly quote um, her stand. This is from her point of view, but she confronted Camilla Parker Bowles about the affair, and she recounted this um, to Andrew Morton. And so she said she stayed deathly calm. Even though she was terrified of Camilla, she stayed, quote, deathly calm during the confrontation. The voice inside of me said, just go for it. She said, I said, I know what's going on between you and Charles, and I just want you to know that. Camilla gave her this reply. You, you've you got everything you've ever wanted. You've got all the men in the world falling in love with you. And you've got two beautiful children. What more do you want? And Diana said, I want my husband. Yeah. And then she said, I'm sorry I'm in the way. It must be hell for both of you. But I do know what's going on. Don't treat me like an idiot. I mean. Oh, my God. It's really painful. But, like, this, really badass. Like, this and Tampon Gate is why I have a hard time with <laughs> Charles and Camilla. Yeah. The 90s were... The 90s were really something. And it's so interesting now, like, when we look back at this time, because as we just said, we had these really childlike reactions to her dying, just being so sad that this, like, perfect figure passed away. But, you know, we didn't know any of this stuff, and we learned it, you know, through the years. And it's it's very interesting to just realize, like, how blissfully unaware we were of her struggles. Yeah. Not everybody. I mean, I know that a lot of adults were aware, but, like, as children, we just saw her as... A princess. Yeah. It's like a fairy princess. Um, so, yeah, those are just a few of our favorite moments. I'd love to hear from you guys about your favorite moments. Again, happy ones. You know, yes. <laughs> she had plenty of sadness in her life. And, um, of course, her ending was so tragic and way too soon. But there were lots of great happy moments in the, uh, like dur- along the way. The photos of her and the boys at, like, Splash Mountain. I know. We talked about that a couple weeks ago where in the photos she's shielding their eyes. It's like a tiny little mom moment. But they're also excited to be on this ride but she's shielding their eyes so they don't get splashed with water it's just that really sweet stuff correct me if i'm wrong but didn't harry say something like he wrote it so many times that he threw up or like his (laughs) security guard threw up or something somebody threw up the security guard threw up which harry thought was funny um because he was you know 10 um but and it's funny now but yeah, yeah, so love all of those. Yeah, share your faves with us, and we're gonna keep drinking our peach bellinis yeah. in her honor. Yeah, raise a toast to Princess Di. Let's cheers again. Cheers again. Yeah, I like saying again the way you say it. <laughs> I say a few words like a suburban Ontario person. <laughs> I love them. Thank you. Um, well, so before we adjourn the royal pod, we have some highs and lows. It's time for the royal highs and lows. I'm just going to be selfish and start with mine. Please. Which, so this week, Kate was spotted with the queen at Balmoral going to church. But one thing that Caitlin and I noticed in the pictures is that when Kate is sitting in the car, she's clearly wearing a little um, blanket. (laughs) There's there's no term for a car blanket. Like it's It's a car blanket. It's a car, a lap blanket. Yeah. And so this is something that we've been seeing on Instagram. Yeah. I wish I could attribute it to somebody, but we follow so many fan accounts of the Royals. So we don't know who, but somebody had posted recently all the pictures of the queen with her car blankets. And we just think it's so cute that Kate was with a car blanket. Yeah. And also, if you know to eagle eyes, eagle eyes uh, listeners, please pay attention to this, that she 
She's wearing a gray and white or like sort of gray and black plaid suit. But the queen is wearing a bright blue and the blanket is bright blue. So it's kind of like, did she have a ma- a have a matching blanket for this outfit, for this outing? <laughs> and B, did she lend it to Kate? And that's why it's bright blue. It's so, so cute. cute. <laughs> what did make me sad, um, and this is as a summer lover, though maybe not so much today because today is hell on earth in New York City. Um, but it's so cold in Scotland that they're wearing blankets they're wearing full suits and blankets and kate was had gloves in her hand that's how cold it is in scotland right now so we think of balmoral as their vacation home which it is of course like that's where they spend their summer vacation and their winter holidays but summer in scotland means you have to be wearing gloves and be wrapped in a blanket that's very silly well, what's your high? So my high, I'm actually going to steal one that Lisa showed to me. Um, so we posted this on the Royally Obsessed Instagram today. So please look this up. But I never know how this happens, but I'm so grateful when it does. But somebody dug up some old photos of Prince Harry at Eton in his dorm room. So he's like, I don't know, 17 years old. Um, and it's just really funny. They were... Like, Portraits. It wasn't as if someone took a cell phone picture because this was before cell phone pictures. Um, they were portraits taken by, I think, a newspaper in his dorm room. And it's just really charming because it's so, you know, it's so such a 90s dorm room. <laughs> like there's just like swirly, you know, sort of psychedelic things on the walls. And one of the pictures is him like putting toast in a toaster. Like sort of the ways <laughs> that you would be like, look, mom, I'm in college. Like, here's my... Here's where I keep the pens, and here's my toaster, my hot plate. Um, so that's really funny. And in one of the pictures, you can sort of see that there's a there are girls on the walls. There's like cutouts of female, like lady posters, you know, like really sexy ones. And I couldn't quite make out who was in the main poster. But the woman found herself. It's Halle Berry. (laughs) (laughs) So you really had to zoom in. But of course, she recognized herself in the picture. Um, It's like some cutout from maybe an an ad campaign or a magazine shoot. Um, So Halle Berry tweeted, "Okay, hashtag Prince Harry, I see you with the laughing, crying emoji. (laughs) And she did hashtag Halle Berry posta at Missy Elliott. So I didn't pick up on that. But blessedly, Entertainment Weekly did because they realized that um, Holly is referencing the lyrics of Missy Elliott. Don't look like a Holly Berry poster. Um, so many throwbacks in that sentence. Oh my gosh, this is a very '90s, yeah, two, early 2000s episode. episode. Yeah, indeed. So that was a super high for me. I love a throwback. Thank you to whatever photo editor dug those up. And then our low, we have the same low. Yeah, just thinking about the death of Diana. Yeah, I mean that's kind of a it's going to be a low. It is a low. Yeah, but um. You can drop us an email just yeah. like Mary did um, at info at gallerypodcast.com to ask any and all questions about the Royals. And please remember to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We've had some really great reviews. As you know, I read every single one of them <laughs> obsessively. I never read reviews because I don't, I'm, I'm afraid. I need to know what people think of me. So I read them and then I screenshot them and I send them all to Caitlin. Only the nice ones, though. Yes. Yes. Because she knows me. But, um, you know, like Veronica E.E. So Veronica with two E's wrote, I absolutely adore these two. It's like listening to a best friend. You are our best friend, Veronica E.E. Yes. And then we also had somebody who's a teenager uh, write a review saying that she listens to us. And we were so happy that 
teen a teen might think we're cool enough to listen to. <laughs> well, we know she's a teenager because the review begins. So I'm a teenager. <laughs> and literally none of my friends like the British royal family. But listening to this podcast is like talking with friends. And I love that so much. Um, so, yes, we're friends with teenagers, too. We're really cool. Yeah. So please awesome. um, subscribe and leave us reviews. Obviously, we're we love we love compliments. Yes. <laughs> Obviously. We love positive reinforcement. It's great. All positive feedback. And then you can follow the show on Instagram at Really Obsessed Podcast. And you can join our Facebook group, Really Obsessed. You can follow me, Lisa, on Twitter. And now also on Instagram because I made it public. Yay. <laughs> Finally. At, Le- at Lisa Raya. Yeah, I just deleted like embarrassing photos and now it's public so follow me what a shame and then you can read my rating at the cut yes uh you can follow me caitlin at hey k men's h-e-y-k-m-e-n-z and read my writing at caitlinmenza.com and until next week god save the pod why did i sing that <laughs> not at the end of the episode <laughs> her majesties of royally obsessed have retired for this episode God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.